Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Not too bad. Eight for fucking August. Eighth. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot because you take three weeks to produce this. But theoretically, we I, could have this out in the middle of the month. It could happen, couldn't it? it could. Yeah. I'll do me best. I know you do, mate. I know you do. I mean... I turned the last one around quickly, didn't I? Because you, you couldn't fucking record it till about the 28th. I turned it around in 24 hours, didn't it was, I? It was good. It was rapid. Yeah. I mean, we did record the last one... What, a week ago? <laughs> yeah, it was. Just over a week ago. <laughs> oh, how you been, all right? Yeah, not so. I saw you last week, so you know how I am. Oh, I know. You know, and we've been having a couple of beers and chatting anyway. Yeah. I'm just explaining, exchanging some pleasantries, just so the, the, the... It's like an immersive experience for the listeners. I want them to feel that, like... Oh, so we have to pretend like... We've just turned up at the pub and they're with us. Mm. Is that what this podcast is? Essentially, it's just a fucking couple of pissed old men just talking about how it was better years ago and everything these days is shit. I mean, we have been doing that for 30 years. We've only been doing it on the podcast for about three years. No, I know. No, I know. Before we do anything, have we got one sponsor? Oh, yes. And another one. That's two. Two fucking sponsors. Get in. I know. I know. Right. So. uh, A lot of buses, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. We've had fucking none, and then uh, now we've got two. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we've got the MSC. So the MSC is the Murder Sex Cult, which is the uh, the title that um, the patrons of the Hardcore Listing Podcast uh, have given themselves. No, we gave them, actually. And, uh, and they have a little consortium that have all got together uh, to, uh, to, to sponsor the podcast. They've been doing it for a couple of months now, so... Uh, Thank you very much. And they're going to sponsor this one. So, any convicted paedophiles or not been caught yet? Um, so, just looking at uh, some of the, the people that are involved in that, um, I did get a message from um, K. 
Carl, who um, we I think we might have um, ripped into Carl in the first episode, and, and it was uh, love all last time. But uh, episode three, I've just had a message this week. Um, yep, uh, it's all good. Uh, looking forward to sponsoring this month. Uh, Kirsten has joined the group sponsoring now too. Do you want to slag off Kirsten? Kirsten, yeah. Oh, she's lovely, Kirsten. I'm not going to say anything horrible about Kirsten, apart from her big, baggy fanny. <laughs> all, the, all the little croutons hanging off her pubes. Oh, I mean, she looks nice, doesn't she, in her, in her photos and stuff. And yeah. then when you meet her, she does look nice. When you look she's, behind the beef curtain. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't a pretty sight. <laughs> I've never seen a waftier rat. Really? Nah. Makes Bella Embergs look like Gwyneth Paltrow's. Do you think Paltrow's got a nice rat? Yeah, she did, but you don't want it after Martin's got all his... Ain't she made a candle out of her beaver? Has she? She's made a candle that is essence of her rat. Imagine having a fanny that smells so nice you'd make a candle out of it. Fannies smell all right, don't they? It's just like post-disco. You would not want to light a fucking candle if you're feeling a bit sexy in the bedroom and it's just someone's sweaty rat. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, you know, like I say, welcome to our women listeners, the all three percent of them. Yeah, I mean it's down to two percent now and we've just lost another sponsor. <laughs> but uh but thanks Kirsten for uh for <laughs> for, your, for paying this month. Um should we talk a little bit about our uh, our new sponsor as well? Yeah. Right. I sent you a little message today, didn't I? So, yeah, I know I didn't read it. Didn't you? Right, well, okay. So our new company, this is like this ain't even just a, a load of lunatics that uh that just think this is funny. You've only spoke to them once. No, I know, I know. Well it's two fellas, it's Ollie and Damon, and uh and and they've got a music distribution company. Do you want to say some stuff about them? Because they're, they're far more interested in probably you giving it. I did say to him on the phone, I went, look, I went did you send us a list of stuff, what they do? Yeah. So right, I'll I'm tell you cool. what they do. They release music to all major music streaming services and social media. All right. Well, I, I presumed, and I warned them, that I went, I'll probably try and do an half-decent advert for you, and he'll just F and Jeff all over it and probably say that you're probably being looked at for paedophilia. Right. What are they called? Mediate. Is that right? Oh, God. Let me just have a double check. This is bad, isn't it? Don't even know what they're called. Just like, give us your money and I'll forget your fucking name. Mid-eight, mid-eight, yeah. Yeah, mid-eight, like you said, mid-eight. <laughs> <laughs> What's their website? Uh, their website is... Oh, I'm better prepared than you. Go on, what is it then? Well, I'll tell you some stuff about their stuff while you find what their website is. So, no, you're just send, you're just going to say the stuff that I've already sent you. I sent you that. Yeah. So, you're not more organised than me. Well, I'm, I'm organised. You've now told I've me. I've asked you a couple of questions about <laughs> them. You can't answer them. <laughs> right. Sorry, Ollie. Ollie and who? Dave. Damon. Yeah, his mates call him Dave. Right. Ollie, Dave. Ollie, Sorry Ollie, about Ollie. Balls on a trolley, tits in a biscuit tin. Music, they do music distribution, like distro kid, but they're less organised. Uh, they release their... <laughs> Give them a chance, though. They're just sort of, they've, they've, got, they've got a porter cabin, but at the moment it's just got like a 1980s calendar with all tie birds on. But <laughs> they're going to do it up all nice, like what the distro kid offices have done. Rebrand it, and then they'll get themselves sorted. Right, so they do music distribution... Like what DistroKid do, release music to all the major music streaming services, but they don't make you pay a subscription. 
I do music video channel set up and upload onto Vivo and Apple Music, YouTube content ID. This means nothing to people unless you actually fucking release music. But they do all that fucking stuff. Advanced funding for artists, marketing packages specifically designed to bands and artists. See, some of the other bigger distribution companies won't give you that personal touch like that. Unlimited releases. Right, there's one calendar in that porter cabin. I imagine there's a couple of old like orange light chairs that you probably see on like a building site that are in there. Yeah. And uh, and a kettle, right? Who's gonna go and get the milk and who's the first one to have a wank? Dave is sending Ollie off to get the milk while he masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more updates on uh, on, on what uh, Dave and Ollie are, uh, are doing in the port cabin next month. But in the meantime, <laughs> check out mid eight. That's M I D number eight music uh, For some reason, uh, alongside the aforementioned MSC, have decided to sponsor this podcast. Bloody lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, by next month, Ollie will be turning back up at the port cabin. Dave's bent over with an old milk bottle up his arsehole. Films. Yep. Have we said what month it is? I thought you said August. Did I? Oh, it's August 1983. Right, yeah. Do you know what month it is? Yeah. Have you looked up the right month this time? Yeah, I have, yeah. You haven't you haven't done a wrong month for about a year, have you? No, I've been, I've, <laughs> I actually listened back to an old one where uh, I got it completely wrong. I'm on my third beer. I'm a bit pissed already. Um, right, what have you got? First of all, for films, because well, I went on the website MovieWeb, and right. there were three films: uh, one which I've seen, one which I'd heard of, and one which I hadn't heard of. Okay, go on. Um, what should we do first? The one that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, one I hadn't heard of was Strange Brew. About a couple of blokes. It looks like a kind of comedy about a couple of young blokes get a job at a beer brewing factory and uncover a sinister plot. I found that off Wikipedia. Starring Rick Moranus. Yep. Is there a guy a surname than Moranus? <laughs> I don't know. Woodward. Oh yeah. <laughs> Depends what you do with them two woods, isn't it? Yeah. Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. I was wondering, there's anyone who's actually got the surname Shaft? John Shaft. Yeah. But, you know, anyone in the real world. I don't know. It's a good name, isn't it, Shaft? Yeah. Do reckon Isaac Hayes had a reasonable Shaft on him? Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. Um, I've got loads of films I ain't heard of that just look... Just fucking all the films back then, you could tell the internet hadn't been invented and yeah. blokes were walking around with hard-ons. Sex comedies, aren't they? Like, they're all sex comedies. Public affairs... Sweet 16. Like... I'm all for sex comedies, but when I'm having it off, I'm really serious. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't muck about. <laughs> I do enough mucking about in all the other areas of my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I'm ploughing that furrow, you will not see a grin cross my face. Yeah. Serious. Serious business. Um... <laughs> I found a film called uh, Cocaine, One Man's uh, Poison. J- just pop round here and have a look at the sleeve. It looks fucking brilliant. <laughs> Steve Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's on a vinegar stroke. It really does, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's not. He's uh, he's on the gear. He's on the sniff. 
The old nose bag. The old nose bag. Um, right, what films have you got that you... What was it, one you thought you've heard of? Yeah, uh, one uh, one I had heard of, but I've never seen. Right, go on. Uh, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Mm. Have you seen Risky Business? No. Nah. So it follows... This is what Wikipedia said. It follows the sexual exploits of a high school senior during his parents' vacation trip. Mm. Sounds pretty raunchy, doesn't it? Mm. Tom Cruise's parents go on holiday and him and his mates get some birds back and teabag them while they're asleep. What's it say that on? Wikipedia. Wow. Yep. What's it actually say about the film? Just that kind of thing, but without the teabagging while they're asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you ever done any risky business? So you ever teabagged anyone while they're asleep? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh... Have I ever done any risky business? Hmm. I think Four Basildon Boys was risky business. Yeah, I think it could have been, yeah. Con- we spoke cons- about it on here. I don't know. I I think we might have, but I can't remember because we tend to drink a lot of beer every single time and so it all sort of merges into one. Hmm. So we was running... Launching. Uh, we was launching, uh, and I don't know why, Raquel's, Basildon's premiere... Dance night spot. So we should point out and that this is 1992, three. Yeah, 1993, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had my 21st birthday there, and you fucking Wally's all got up and played a set of songs. <laughs> Just singing about you. Yeah, That's nice. People don't do that in nightclubs, do they? No, people didn't do that in nightclubs. They don't do it in nightclubs. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, we did mention that we we went on stage there as beef curtains, didn't we? Once and done, and done um, the time, and done the time walk. But to launch it, um, th- this is Raquel's where all the Essex boys stuff was happening. Yeah, it's it, right, it, it, right in the middle of that. Wasn't and it? it was at that time, at the height of all this Essex gangland stuff. Us <laughs> cutler cuts, <laughs> we're just walking in there, fucking doing stupid gigs as beef curtains and uh, and mucking about, but. We decided they gave us a budget, didn't they? Yeah, we, and like, we was going to run, a, we was going to run an indie night there, weren't mm. we? On, on was it every Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I and we that, made up our flyers, didn't we? And put some made up bands on the back so that the indie wankers would go like, I haven't heard of coleslaw, <laughs> toolshed. Who are they? <laughs> Preferred their early work. Um, but uh, what we decided to do was, we said, look, we'll fill the venue, and on the opening night. We we said to we said to them look for the opening party if you give us a few quid and we take out an advert in was it the enemy and the melody maker I don't it was one it was one or the other or maybe both and we took a little square advert out and just said uh, launch party of fan club new alternative night in Basildon special guests secret headliners homecoming show for Basildon boys bad isn't it it's bad and then. For those that aren't aware, this club's in Basildon, which is the, the where, where Depeche Mode were from. Um, and what we said to the venue was, when people phone up, just say, look, we can't tell you anything about this band. All we can say is that the lead singer's name's Dave. Because <coughs> we'd found this band from Basildon called Yahoo Bowl, where we knew them, and their lead singer's name was Dave. It's so bad. And so... We'd sold them the dream that they were going to play it with a full ass, which they did for about two songs. Yeah. Um, and then basically Raquel's phoned us and went, the phone's off the fucking hook. It's going mental. 
with like everybody thinks Depeche Mode's playing here. <clears throat> As a 50 year old man now, I would have been like, right, but we need to announce this and go, it's fucking, no, it's not, it's this band. It's a very short sighted business plan. <laughs> Yeah. But we had a very we had we we had a very very busy opening night until the band actually come on. We got there and all I remember is there was a massive queue of people, weren't there? All in Depeche Mode t shirts. Yeah, with like Midlands accents and stuff, weren't there? And their people had travelled from all over to come at this and it was like, Oh shit. I I remember about like about I mean, when like, well, they, they must have been on at like half 11 or, or quarter 12, I guess, and about 10 or 15 minutes before they went on, I remember this great big bloke coming up with a Midlands accent and just going to me, for fuck's sake, mate, is Depeche Mode playing or not? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what I said. It was just awful. It's a really fucking terrible idea. But before we opened the night, we opened the fire exits, didn't we? We played Depeche Mode records through the sound system and then got on the microphone as if and said things like more bass so it sounded like they were sound checking. I don't remember that. That's awful, awful, awful people. Week two was quiet, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it levelled out, didn't it? Yeah. That's really awful. Yeah. Risky business. Yeah. That was your idea. Was it? I can't believe, yeah. I can't believe I went along with that. Right, what's next? What other films have we got? Uh, Pink Panther. Pink Panther? Yeah. I haven't got that. Is that on movie phone? Uh, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it looks like Curse of the Pink Panther. It doesn't even look like Peter Sellers. Was it one of them ones like the Home Alone 3 where they ended up with a different star front in the franchise? Uh, Robert Wagner, David Niven. Yeah, Joanna Lumley. That's some good names. Yeah, but it's not... It's not Peter Sellers, is no, it? No, but, um, but the Pink Panther films, boring. Well, because they didn't have the Pink Panther in. When you think that, see the Pink Panther, and they, they, they tease you with it. I'm looking at the, the cover In a lot of ways, it's like the four Basildon boys, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the curse of the four Basildon boys. But when, when you hear like, boom, boom, you don't want that. You don't want like fucking Peter Sellers just fucking. No, you're right. Being all clue. So you want, now I've met the Pink Panther, the Ring oh. Panther, pulling up in that motor and getting out. And it's like, that's what I want. You like, want a Pink Panther. I want a cartoon. I don't want a boring film when I'm a kid. Yeah, you're right. And like when people see four Basildon boys, they, they don't want, want that. They want the four that they're thinking of. Yeah, not Yahoo Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, well, Basildon. Got the wrong Dave, mate. <laughs> um, Cujo? Yeah, I've got Cujo. I've never seen it. That's because you're scared of big dogs. Scared of rabies. We had a bit of rabies last last month, didn't we? Yeah. Carry, carrying on. Yeah, my mate, my mate messaged me explaining that um, a rabies shot will not stop you getting rabies, but it will protect you in enough time to get you to an hospital. So it's just like a, it's like a rabies delayer. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Dave. Um, yeah, that was, that was. I mean, that dog is a right cunt. Tell me about it because I've never seen it. Is right. it Stephen King? It's an adaptation of a Stephen King book. It's all about this dog, uh, Saint Bernard. What like schnorbits? Exactly, but 
Schnorbits, think of Schnorbits like Ben Kenobi, Cujo's like Darth Vader. He's I'm a cunt. Bernie Winters has died, and like Schnorbits has just been like fucking. Is it? Is it the little barrel round his neck? And he. <laughs> He's drowned his sorrows. He's gone all morbid and bitter because he's been left alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking hell. What did Bernie Winters do? What's that? What did Bernie Winters die of? What did he do? Dave's just a nice bloke, wasn't he? He always seemed like a nice bloke with a dog. Mm. What did he do? Was he a singer? Was he a? What did he do? He had a brother, didn't he? Bernie and Mike Winters. And I think Mike died. That's not I'm making that up. He right. did have. He had a brother. Right. Uh, and they had a variety act. And then I think his brother died, did he? Or, or well, replaced him with a dog. Replaced him with a dog. Fair enough. Big dog as well, wasn't it? Massive. Yeah. Had a big barrel around his neck. Yeah. What do you think was in that? Booze. You think? Yeah. Is that like, I guess... It, it's, no, it's because they're like mountain rescue dogs, aren't they, Schnorbitzes? Yeah, I suppose. Jaeger. Yeah, <laughs> Jaeger bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I presume he's just a fucking angry dog that just goes around and bites people. He, I think he eats a oh he, he chases a rat down an hole or something, pokes his head in the hole and then gets bit on the nose by a rat, and then he gets a bit of rabies and that and just turns into a right cunt. Wow! Don't even recognise him. Yeah, just gets all angry. Do you, have, have you ever uh, met a dog that's a right cunt? No, I don't think so. A lot of cats that are cunts. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, cats don't really like you, do they? No, cats don't like people, do they? But, like, dogs are stupid and they're fucking brilliant. Andy's dog was a cunt. Right. He had a a basset hound. Right. And they got him as, like, a rescue dog. Right. And uh, in the first week, he bit the postman. (laughs) And so Andy sort of went online and, uh, you know, tried to find ways to sort out your dog if he was being a cunt. And one of the things said... You have to sort of, you know, be dominant and show him who's boss. Fuck him. So he went for Andy. Yeah, Andy just, like, pulled his pants and trousers down and fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fucked that dog. And it was low down as... <laughs> it was low down as well. It was a very uncomfortable position he had to assume to fuck it. But, oh, he fucked that dog. Oh, he fucked that dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd read this thing online that said you had to turn it over on its back to put it in a submissive position, and that would show it who was boss. So Andy turned it over on its back, got in a submissive position, it bit him, ran off and did a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to go round, I'd go round and visit Andy, just go round there for a beer, and I'd be staying over the night. Mm. And I'd turn up there, and the minute the dog clapped eyes on me, it would just look at me and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Boring, isn't it? For the whole time I was round there. And Andy went, maybe you should like try and give him a stroke or something. So I've given him a little like tickle on his chest and he's just sat there. And Why just... are you touching his little parsnip? Uh, no, I ain't touched his parsnip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might cheer him up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll give his chest a little rub and that. And he's just sat there while I'm rubbing his chest going like... <sighs> Like this, and so I've stopped. I thought, you know, I'm just not going to fucking stroke you if you're going to growl at me. Mm. So I've stopped stroking him, and then he's just gone, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, like that. So I've stroked him again. 
So what are you going to do? Stroke him and get growled at or just fucking have him bark at you the whole, like the whole time I was there? You just got to have him put down. No, I turned him over and fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck him. It's very low down, though. So it's a very uncomfortable position. Uh, what else have I got for films? Smokey and the Bandit 3. <sighs> I mean, you've moaned about Smokey and the Bandit 1 and 2, so I dread to think what you're going to say about the, the... I mean, you ain't seen it, have you, Smokey and the Bandit no, 3? No, I mean... Is, it, it, is Burt Reynolds no, in Smokey and the Bandit? No. Was he in the original ones? Yeah. Like, fucking rubbish. Who actually liked Smokey and the Bandit? Fellas. Why? Because fellas like trucks. I thought you'd be in that now, you got your van. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not into, like, you know I ain't fucking... Have you got a CB radio in your van? No, I, I really wanted a <laughs> CB radio. Afferfold had a CB radio, and every time I went round there, it weren't working. I was like, I fucking proper wanted a CB. What would you do with a CB? A CB? You just literally just talk to other people in a weird language on a CB. Yeah, All right. You don't want to be a kid and be on CB. That was like the early dark web. Was it? Yeah, all them fucking bearded blokes, lonely men driving their trucks around. Discarded oh, wank mags. a teenager on. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think of that. No. Maybe that's why. Half a fault. Addy's one. Like. Yeah, his dad broke it because he didn't want him to end up like Sidney Cook's paper boy. I had a little note where we spoke about rabies and I was just thinking of like other like legit 80s dangers. So we we, we spoke about rabies, we spoke about strangers, quicksand. quicksand, obviously, fireworks. Yeah. Like um, two other things that, that popped into mind. I was just racking my brains of things that I was scared of in the 80s. Um, and I know people often reference white dog shit from the 80s, mm. but just the idea that if you got dog shit in your eye, you Blind. went... Yeah. So if you got dog shit in your eye, you went blind. Blind. <laughs> and the, t- the thing about that... Has, any- it- has that ever happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, Ray Charles. No, a kid at my school, no. he got a bit of dog shit in his eye. He went blind and he didn't know where he was and he was just staggering around and then he bumped into this swan and he couldn't see what it was and it broke his arm. Then he fell in some quicksand. No one's seen him since. <laughs> Swans were a legit threat, <laughs> yeah. weren't they? Break your arm. Like they can break a human arm. Can they though? Yeah. Because things with a swan, if it gets a bit leery, just boot it. Fucking kick a swan. Well, if you can break my arm, I'm gonna kick the cunt. If you kick a swan, you end up in the tower. <laughs> treason. <laughs> yeah, it's treason, isn't it, to kick a swan? Um the other if one. If you I'll... fuck a swan, that's alright. Can you eat a swan? Only if you fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but you got to fuck it first. Um, yeah, if you can fuck it without it breaking your arm, then you're allowed to eat it. The only other threat I've got, that again, I never have heard anyone that's had an experience of it, Maybugs. If you get a Maybug in your ear, yeah. you've got to shave your head. Yeah. Like, never happened. Never once happened. Uh, I've seen Maybugs all the time in the 80s and 90s. Have you ever had one stuck in your ear? No, you haven't. There you go. 
Because they don't go near you. They fly at your hair. No, they don't. They just fly around. If you get one stuck in your hair... You have to have it cut out. You probably don't. You You haven't got to shave your whole head. You just pull it out. Huh? You just... No, they're too sticky. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're Velcro. They're a Maybug. No, they're like... They're covered in, like, tree sap. If they go into your hair, you have to cut them out. But what if they land on it? Wherever they land, they die. Well, no, that's not true, is it? Well, what because if it lands in a tree, but it's covered in sap, so it just sticks to the tree? No, because it's not. It's not a. It's not like a. Like hair is hair is like strands. It becomes entangled in it. So why do you never like just see like rabbits and foxes and dogs just covered in fucking maybygs? Because they've got very short hair. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're too like animals in the wild are very quick, aren't they? And they're on on the alert for predators and things coming after them. But we're all just wandering around with our fucking Walkmans on. That's why people get Maybugs stuck in there and have to get them cut out. Because right. we we don't pay. We haven't got any natural predators. That's why Maybugs. Yeah, they're they're the natural predators. They're our natural predators. <laughs> Maybugs and pedos. All right. So let's let's just let's just uh, role play here, right? So you're a Maybug, right? Right. You've just sat on some dog shit. You ain't gone blind because, like, that's what like, bugs and that. May do, bugs would not give you a thank you for a bit of dog shit. They no. don't eat dog shit. That's flies. Right. Well, all right. You've just, you just gone down there. You ain't into it then. And you're flying around in the 80s. Yeah. If you're going to go into... Pat Sharp. Good shot. <laughs> or Nick Rhodes. Either or. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. Um, there was a film called, I told you, it's a Candy the Stripper. Oh. Mm, looks very, very sexy. Sounds sexy. Um, can you remember the first time you saw a stripper? Well, yeah, but um, it wasn't your average common or garden stripper. Oh, okay. This was a stripper with a difference. Go on. So after that, every stripper is obviously going to be a bit disappointing because uh, we went. We had a football trip uh, when we were teenagers to Benidorm. No way. Which, so are you talking? Uh, yeah. Really? So because we'd had a couple of football trips. You like, was young. It was like fourteen. Right. 14, 15, maybe. Whoa, we'd, we'd done a couple of football. At 14. T- yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean, it weren't strippers. It was, it was uh, an old lady pulling things out of her rat. <laughs> um, but she did a strip tease first. Well, we'd done a f- couple of football trips. We went like Belgium and Holland, you know, like with the with my kids' football team and played a couple of played a couple of games. Like had fights with the other teams in the hotels, like you do. And then my old man uh, took the team to Benidorm. Hmm. And we had no game sorted out or anything. It was just basically a fucking jolly. And him mm. and the other dads just went out on the sauce. Mm. And we were all just left to our own devices. It would never happen nowadays. There would be the, the phrase safeguarding issues, I think, How would be raised. Yeah, it was, it was fucking brilliant. So we were just going out to all the clubs and just drinking like drinking beer. And, and Sticky Vicky was on at the time. And for those, for those uh, listeners not familiar with the, the work of Sticky Vicky... She was, uh, I reckon, probably when we she were there. She is still. No, she's she's retired she now. She passed her fanny down to her daughter. She's passed it on, yeah. Uh, so when would this? Uh, this would have been 
1987, maybe. Mm. And I reckon then she was probably in her 40s. Mm. Uh, but she was this lady that she would take all her kit off, like strippers do, mm-hmm. and then she would disappear behind the screen, and she had this act where she would come out from behind the screen and she would pull things one by one out of her fanny, mm. like a sort of telescopic Christmas tree and a duster. You know, like a ma- magician would pull things from a hat. Yeah. And then, um, like, a string of razor blades. Wow. And then, uh, like, a row of bunting. Mm. And she'd have, like, she'd hand the bunting to a member of the audience and they'd basically, like, unravel it and it would all just be coming out of a snatch. And then for the, uh, for the finale of the act, uh, the announcer would uh, say in a Dutch accent, like Steve McLaren when he was manager in in Holland, Um, and now for the finale, Sticky Vicky will open a bottle with her fanny. (laughs) And uh, they'd hand like like, a Schweppes bottle around the audience and all the blokes would try and take the top off with their hands, which of course you can't. Mm. And then Sticky Vicky would come out from behind her thing, do a bit of of sleight of hand, and then stick the bottle up her snatch, kind of rock backwards and forwards a little bit, then you did... The top would drop to the floor, the bottle would slightly foam over, and then she'd pour it into a glass. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> but um, when I went back, I went back to Benny Dorm sort of in the 2000s, and she was still doing the same act, but she was like... That's a tired old rat. Oh, so tired. So tired. Yeah, she, was, she must have been... I mean, she must have been in her 60s. Mr. Vicky ain't going to touch the sides, is he? He's give up, and he. Thing is, how many times must he just fucking stick it in there and say, oh, "Fuck me, what's that?" And Can't like, get any purchase. Another like white oh. rabbit in there or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, imagine if she's forgot the razor blades that night. I remember um, our mate, um, Big Papa Jay went to a a gentleman's evening. Oh yeah, at the uh, is it the Arlington Rooms in Westcliff, like on the on the old A thirteen. Like on the left, there's like a little building sort of set back. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's called something like that. He said he went to a gentleman's night in there. And uh, and he said they were all like watching this, this woman sort of um, doing this kind of act. And uh, and then there was like a dwarf in the audience. and uh, Was he a plant? No. And, uh, and, and he was overexcited and they've pulled him up. And... Uh, and this, like, they sort of sat him down, and then this woman's, like, sort of lap dancing him in front of all the crowd, and all the crowd go, Wee! And then she sort of stood in front of him, turned around and bent over, and apparently he just went, and just stuck his, his thumb up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> just said all he see was, like, two doormen with this dwarf <laughs> just, like, carrying him out. <laughs> and the brother's like, Wee! And he was all pleased with himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that sort of stuff goes on anymore. I remember we went to that up... Which, no, you weren't. I don't know if you was there. Antonio was there, I think. And uh, and, I, and Ross was there, and we went to Truck World to watch the strippers. I think we was about 17. I think Lee drove us up there. Truck uh, World was like a big truck park, wasn't it? That yeah. just had a sort of bar there, wasn't it? It was a tired old place, wasn't yeah. it? I think we'd done gigs there for a bit as well. Yeah, they had like local bands on for a bit. Mm. It was always fucking... It, rubbish. Rough and rubbish, wasn't it? And uh, but there was a strip a strip night there like every when we was at college it was like everyone goes to truck world yeah because we're all like fucking literally the in betweeners at seventeen just going Pokies, isn't it? yeah got to get laid and like and you we go and watch these strippers and I remember like 
there'd be all like the, the, the truck drivers there, like little proper blokes with pubes. Yeah. And like and all of us little fucking nerdy students going yeah. like fucking hell, like standing behind them. And all I remember is this one stripper just like grabbing Ross and like and pulling him up on stage and we was just like, Oh fucking hell. Like it's one of our mates up there. And I just remember she she opened a drifter uh, <laughs> and put a finger of it up her minge. And then just grabbed his head and just pulled her head, like pulled his head between her legs. And we were all like, holy shit. I think, like, apart from Lee, obviously, we was all just like, isn't he a minge? Yeah. Like, you know, this is like amazing. Uh, and then all I remember is like, <laughs> Ross just reappeared with chocolate all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> he just literally been eating a drifter out of his stripper's rat. What did it taste like, piss and drifters? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that was like one of the first bits of action any of us got. Just, I mean, it was fucking just as brilliant watching it. But uh, yeah, strippers, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't Ross go? Oh, I can take you away from all this. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he promised her a dream. She didn't have to dance and do that. He could have just, you know. Roxanne. Have I got a game yet? Uh, no, 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 I haven't yet. No, I've got nothing. On, I've got no games until we get on the music. So, should we talk about music? Yeah, I'm ready for music. Yeah? What do you want to talk about? <clears throat> do you want to just run through the top 10 and just see what's in the top 10? Go on. What what date you got? Oh, let's have a look. Is it uh, 14th of August? Yes. Yeah. Number one's brilliant. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Get yeah. it up. I love that. That was my mum's favourite song in the 80s. It's brilliant. Used to play that all the discos. Oh, it's fucking great. They've got loads of good disco songs, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, got, got a good little groove to them, haven't they? Do a little dance, make a little love, get <laughs> down tonight. Uh, that's the way. Uh-huh, I, lo- uh-huh, I, I like, like it. it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, I get lifted. I don't know that. Bunk, 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 dink, dink, dink. I get lifted. Lifted, lifted, <laughs> lifted. Be lifted. Get lifted. They were fucking dross, weren't they? Just not really sure what the appeal was with them. The aforementioned Justin had Ocean Drive by uh, the Lighthouse family as his wake-up alarm for years on his phone. Oh really? I mean, that's a. I suppose it's a gentle way to wake up, isn't it? He's he, yeah. Um, number two, Spandau Ballet, Gold. Yeah. Do you like gold? I don't mind it. I like the, the intro. Like it, it, it pulls you into a false sense of security, doesn't it? I mean, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's all right though. In in the in terms of Spandau Ballet, it's in their best three, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think they've got any more than three anyway. No, it's in their best three though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, I think in regards to getting everybody having a sing song, that's the best one. Yeah. It's hard to judge these sort like them ones that have been used for loads of fucking adverts for mm. bold yeah. and stuff like that. It's hard mm. to think about them objectively, isn't it? And when I used to do eighties discos, I did used to play that quite a lot. Yeah, I think it's I think it's alright, Gold. Thank you for coming home. <laughs> How's that bit go? Thank you for coming home. I'm sorry but the chairs are all gone. I left them here I could have sworn. These are the salad days. It goes on from there. Nothing. 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 He gets right into it, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. He must love that bit live. Yeah. That's when it, all the attention's on Tony, isn't it? Yeah. All the ladies get a wide on. Yeah. Get the gush. I bet fucking, what's his name? Gary hates that bit. Yeah. Where, like, no one's looking at Gary, are they? They're all looking at Tony. Yeah. Number three, Style Council, Long Hot Summer. I like that one. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as good as the jam. Well, they were Style Council. No, they weren't. They were all right, though. Yeah. Jam set a very high bar, didn't they? Yeah, how do you follow the jam? Um, Club Tropicana. Number four. Hmm. I mean, just looking at like how glitzy the 80s were, and looking at, have you watched the George Michael, the Wham documentary on yeah. Netflix? Do you enjoy it? Do you know what? Oh, don't worry. No, uh, do you You're know what? You're going to moan, no, you? I enjoyed it, but it just reminded me why I think Wham are shit. Because. They started off with all these intentions mm. and then become something that they weren't really and he become massively unhappy from it. So he stopped. They I were really, just a bit I, of fun. I know, I really think they're rubbish. I just don't think they're any better than modern romance. Oh, they are. No, I mean, yeah, obviously. But Freedom's you know, really good. Edge of Heaven's really good. I don't really do anything like But I think they're good. Yeah. I mean I don't really like any of the other songs. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Oh, hang on, what other songs have they got? Wham Rap. No, I don't like that. Bad Boys. Don't like that. I don't like the early ones like that. And I don't like Club Tropicana. I like Last Christmas. Nah. <laughs> ah. No. Right. Anyway, no, look, no. Just stop, fucking calm down. I'm going to get back on, on track here with Club Tropicana, right? I'm going to get back on track with Elton John. <laughs> so I'm still standing in the charts. This, yeah, number good, five. Yeah. Um... I'm just looking at like all this sort of glitz and glamour now about like what I think I was probably being misled into thinking like what clubbing was like as, as yeah. a youngster and thinking like, you know, just seeing like all of the stuff that was happening in the charts and that. But would you have even thought of it? I know you're going on a link here to link it to something, yeah. trying to get around there. Yeah. Would you have even thought about going to nightclubs at this? I, mean, I wouldn't have even known what a nightclub was. Or right, so let's take us in our clubbing heyday, right? Let's say that we go out to Pikes in, in Ibiza, right, in the early 80s, right? So Mercury's been there, Wham are there, Grace Jones has been there, right? We're going to do a little bit of role-playing. We, we turn up at a pool party, right? In we go, right? So we're in we're in Ibiza, right? What Some, we wearing? <laughs> Have you pictured what we're wearing? Yeah. You're wearing what your... have I got on? <laughs> You're wearing your Faith No More shirt. <laughs> no, I'm not. Faith No More aren't even a thing then. It's like 90s. We're in a heyday. We've gone back. Oh, right. So you're wearing your Faith No More shorts. Pierre Cardine shoes. Metal jacket. Judas Priest hat. <laughs> That's a combination of things that I never wore at the same time. It's hot. You know, I'm really getting sunburned. Put that Judas Priest hat on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've made yourself cry, you fucking sad cunt. You horrible person. <laughs> How do you think? At the heyday of like flamboyance and all of that, we would have been 
rocking up in, in our little fucking 90s outfits. Well, have you thought what you're wearing? I'm probably just wearing a fucking... No, pair you've of- borrowed my Max Lad shirt, which says twat across it. <laughs> that. Uh, probably got a, a pair, pair of-, of shorts on with no pants on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> and check shorts. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think we'd be very good. There's lots of things I'd like to go back and witness at the 80s, but I wouldn't want to go to some of them like early flamboyant 80s parties. I think we'd be out of our depth. 100%, yeah. Didn't even really have anywhere I wanted to go with it. I just wanted to reference Yeah, just wanted to mention all the things. <laughs> I'm sure you'll think of another piece of clothing. You've got them four things, haven't you, in your bank? <laughs> Fucking hell. <clears throat> right. Number six, Depeche Mode, everything counts. Oh, that's a cracker. Yeah. yeah. Where'd, where'd you rake that in there, Cannon? Um, personally, without being a wanker, it's not in my top ten. Like, uh, But I do really like it. Yeah. It's a good one, that one. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Number seven, Herbie Hancock Rocket. Love do you remember that. Rocket coming out? Yeah. And just thinking, like, I remember thinking it was really cool. Yeah. And that because I'd, because I'd heard of it, and liked it a little bit, I, I felt oh, I might be a little bit cool for liking it. Yeah? Yeah. I just watched a video again today, and it just reminded me of, like, seeing it back in the day. Because it, it sort of felt a bit different and futuristic, because it was all them fucking robots mm. and stuff, wasn't it? Mm. Well, it was around the time of, like, electro and hip-hop coming out, wasn't it? it got, yeah. I mean, he was, a, like, a jazz musician, I think. And Yeah, he'd, he'd done all the stuff with Miles Davis and stuff. Yeah, and but, I think that rocket was, like, Pure electro, wasn't it? Yeah. And and that, that come out the same year as Rocksteady Crew yeah. and stuff like that. So I think, I guess as excited young lads, we was getting the first sniff of, of hip-hop and breakdancing. And- I never took it any further, though. I, yeah. was never fucking, I was never really interested in hip-hop and that. Yeah. You went down the hip-hop road a bit, didn't you? Turned your hat back to front. Yeah. You like the Beastie Boys. I think I like the Beastie Boys in the same way I like like Morris Minor and the Majors, just with no sophistication or... Yeah. <laughs> he said, Paul no mag. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it would have been. Yeah. And like, it's only in retrospect that you look back and just think, oh, actually, fucking hell. Like, that was amazing what they'd done. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is in the top ten? Uh, number eight, Malcolm McLaren, Double Dutch. Love that. Number nine, Madness, Wings of a Dove. I've got a different top ten to you. I've got the fourteenth. I think I might have fucking. But got, I, I've got a hybrid of two of them. Right, at number nine, I've got Paul Young. Wherever I lay my Judas Priest cap, that's my own. <laughs> and at ten, I've got IOU by Freeze. Oh, I've got ten at IOU by Freeze. So I don't want madness at number nine. I think I might have just copied it down wrong. Right. In that top ten, yeah. If you had to be in a band, like so, so now. Nah. You, you you could be in one of them bands in their pomp, like who do you think you could have sort of slipped into, and uh, and not stood out? I couldn't have been in Casey and the Sunshine Band because they're too funky, no rhythm. Right. Like I could probably have slipped into like the background of Spandau Ballet because they weren't as smooth as they thought they were. No, I wasn't smooth enough to be in the style count. Oh, then Mick Talbot. Do you reckon I could have been Mick Talbot? I would never have got in a wham, weren't answering enough. You was more Brian Talbot than fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to get into Elton John. Uh, might have got in Depeche Mode. You reckon? Nah. You can go. Let's look at the top twenty. I'd probably, I'd 20. probably have got into Spandau Ballet. I think. All right, fair enough. Okay. Who do you think you'd have got into them? Uh, wham. 
Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Kiss and sniff your fingers, Andrew. <laughs> uh, Lotus Eaters. You reckon you'd have got in Lotus Eaters? No, no, I was going to say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's a good song. Yeah, it could have just hidden in the background. They wouldn't have noticed. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's an all right song, that, isn't it? Hmm. The 40, Creeping in the Charts, Red Red Wine. Where you got that? Um, I need to pull it out. Hang on. You uh, beat 40. Red, red wine. You make me feel so fine. When did you find out about the 12 inch red, red wine? Strand. Oh, really? Yeah. So, was it in the, at the meltdown on the train? I don't know. Can't what's you, what's em- that then? Can't you remember that he, he was on the train home from London and some bloke got on there with a boombox? And all he had on the boombox was the twelve-inch of red, red wine. Oh, really? What? And it kept playing over and over all the way from like London to to, to Basildon. And all he just heard, she said, like, "Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Keep me rocking oh. all of the time." <laughs> I loved red, red wine when I was a kid. No, I loved it when I was a kid. Corey, yeah. Corey, who used to DJ at the youth club, mm. would always play the twelve-inch of that. Yeah, I don't like the twelve-inch of that. What is it? The rap. I just don't really think it needs it. No, you're right. Probably don't, does it? All right. He's got a really good voice, hasn't he, Ali Campbell? He has a bit, but other t- like sometimes, like I think in their later stuff, he sounds like a little kid. Like he's singing like a, like a little kid or a little teddy bear or something. Homely girl. Like, <laughs> that was sounded like the Bee Gees. <laughs> it did, didn't it? I see a Bee Gees. There was a Bee Gees concert on the other night. Like, was there? Yeah, I just uh, yeah, had it on like late. An old one with the three of them. It was, yeah, it was one, like, but it was from uh, just after, like, You Win Again. Right. So some of it was a bit sort of shit in the 80s, but they'd done loads of the old stuff. Was Robin's hair grown back at that point? I don't know. I think it was, it was in a transitional phase, I think. Right. Mad how his hair grew back, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Morris just looked like a good egg, didn't he? Yeah. 
Morris. Was he nobbing Lulu? He was married to Lulu. Oh, was he? Yeah. Is that a good oh, thing or a be, bad oh, thing? I hate to be married to Lulu. Oh, you know I have beef with her. Yeah. Imagine that. Just fucking... So was he still married to Lulu when Jason Orange was... No. He, he, uh, I think I think Morris liked to drink. Oh, did he? Uh, I hope I'm not upsetting that the, the BG's massive. I'm a big BG's fan. But I think he might have struggled with the booze a little bit. Yeah. Um... I don't know if that's got anything to do with his marriage to Lulu, but... If I was married to her, I'd eat the bottle. I ain't being funny. If I come home every night, I'm like, where have you been? Yeah. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be like, oh, fuck off, and, and have a little beer. Yeah. I thought you were eating her. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what that was. That's not really a little silly, wasn't just I? cracking a can open. <laughs> right. Get us a beer out. Yeah. You've got a big cock over there. Yeah. Right. Uh, I wonder the fellas who listens to the podcast sent us a picture of his big cock. Oh, a bottle opener. Yeah, he's, he's ordered That's a bottle right. opener, like this one. There was a brilliant tweet. Someone sent us a, a Top Cunts, and they'd, they'd put Kershaw's face on it. And, that's, uh, that's the Pat Roach counter, isn't it? On oh. on Twitter, there's a Pat Roach counter who's going through all the back episodes of the podcast and doing like a little summary and uh, noting how many times we mentioned Pat Roach. There'll be some Pat chat later. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he he concocted a little top trumps card, didn't he, with mm. all Kershaw's cock attributes. Oh, and uh, and there's another there's another one as well, George Benson one. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh, fucking brilliant. What's his name? Go give him a follow. What is it? Is, is, is it Pat Roach Counter? Something like that. Yeah. But uh, we've, we've well, I've definitely retweeted it. So have a look on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I have as well. And uh, yeah, give it a give it a follow. And uh, yeah, somebody messaged, because I think one of us said like, uh, Pat don't panic last month. And someone was just like, that's a great t-shirt. Pat don't Pat panic. Pat don't panic. That's a good band night. Yeah. Pat don't panic at the disco. <laughs> 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 right. Uh what else you got on music? Anything? Um What do you what do you reckon on um Living It Up Living It Up Bit of level forty two. I'm not a massive fan of that, but it's, it's alright, isn't it? I don't wanna go to war, I do wanna go to war, sit in what did I do with a go to war. It's got groove. Do you reckon you'd be better in war than I would? I think you'll be a liability. Because you're tall, you're clumsy, and I think, like, you'd be like, I think you'd probably say the wrong thing at the wrong time. I think my head would be sticking above the parapet wherever, even if I was curled up in a bowl. Definitely. I'd, I'd be like... You're brave, aren't you? I'm brave, so I, I think they're going to save me for best anyway. I think they're going to just go, look, we're not just throwing you over the top because you've got something about you. Like, you know... Most people that are going to be new to it are going to come to me for some sort of survival um, advice. <laughs> so I think like I'll be there in that capacity as well, like nurturing, telling people how to stay alive. Yeah, you know, and what they can eat and what they can't. And like, I think like I'll do my best to make excuses for you. And like, would you look after me? And like, I'll, I'll try my best. But like, I think in the end, like the powers that be are going to go look. We've got big plans for you, Roy. Like, we see you as SAS material. But, like, 
<laughs> but you gotta you gotta lose the tall guy because he don't know what he's doing, mate. He's a tit in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how you see it? Well, not really. Right. I sort of think you think you're a maverick. So, like, when they've done all the training and stuff, right. like, you wouldn't be listening because you think you know best. Yeah, yeah, true. And then it comes to the bit where we all have to go over the top yeah. and do it together. Yeah. And, like, you've already gone. Because, <laughs> like, where you can only listen to a song for 30 seconds, your yeah. attention span means right. that you haven't listened to the command properly. You're already over the top. Yeah. <laughs> Like Willem Dafoe at the yeah. end of Platoon. First one. <laughs> I'm Mark Grave. What would you <laughs> What would you have in your headphones when you went over the top? Ace of Spades. Hundred <laughs> percent. Or reward. <laughs> Territorial pisses is a good one. Mm. Rage Against the Machine's a good one as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not quite urgent enough, though. Nah. How about walking on sunshine? Nah. Reward would do it. Yeah. I was thinking something more cheerful. Have we talked about Pipes Apiece by Mecca? I don't know. I remember thinking, like, when I was a kid, like, wanting to really like Mecca... And I don't know why, because I didn't really know much about the Beatles. But, like, he's just got a chirpy head, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a chirpy head. I'll, see, this is the thing that I don't understand. If if Paul McCartney's as good as everyone says he is, why ain't he really done anything good since John Lennon died? Has he done any good songs? Girl is mine. Frog Chorus? I mean, when you say that out loud... It ain't good, is it? Pipes a piece. I mean, he did it hard in the early days. Yeah. I mean, he did get about 70 fucking incredible records in his back pocket. Yeah. That ain't bad. Yeah, when John was around. Like, <laughs> did he write yesterday? He did, didn't he? Yeah. You can fucking switch off after that. Well, he has, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, Paul, if you're listening, I'm thinking you out. Sounds like you are. Don't start trying to fucking play the pipes of peace now, you <laughs> fucking big one. Right, okay. What should we uh, move? Should we move on to tell you or you got more music? Um, Number 11, I had The Crown by Gary Bird and the GB Experience. Do you know that? No, I tried to find it to listen to it and I couldn't find it. But j- j- just Google it, you prick. Okay. It was co-written by Stevie Wonder. What? And it's, it's a proper tune. Would I know it? I'm, I'm sure you'd fucking know it. It's brilliant. It's really fucking good. Mike Reed's knob quiz? Yeah, let's do Mike Reed's knob quiz. Right. Premise of this game, I'm going to give you 480 celebrities and you need to rank them from smallest cock to biggest cock. <sighs> this week's uh, uh, entries are Tony Hadley of Spandau Ballet, Larry Blackman of Cameo, <sighs> John Oates of Hall and Oates. Scar Chunkster, Buster Blood Vessel. 
So go for them sooner. Hadley, Blackman, Oates, and Blood Vessel. Mm. I mean, the first one's easy, isn't it? Smallest cock, who? Oates. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Little tiny man with a little tiny cock, a little tiny tash over the top. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very small. He had the smallest cock. Not only did he have the smallest cock in Hall and Oates, mm. he had the smallest cock in all 80s duos apart from Dollar. <laughs> 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 Correct. <laughs> All right. So, smallest dinkle uh, we're going for John Oates. So, I'll remind you who you've got left. You've got Tony Hadley, Spandau Ballet, Buster Blood Vessel of Bad Manners, and Larry Blackman of Cameo. Uh, next up, Buster Blood Vessel. Right. Okay. He had big boy, quite big boy. Big boy. Uh, yeah, quite a fat cock. <laughs> Completely bold. <laughs> Which was pioneering for the time. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, fat bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a lippy cock. <laughs> uh, his helmet was completely exposed due to being circumcised. Uh, Buster Blood Vessel's cock. At, at number two. Um, so you're left with uh, Larry Blackman of Cameo and Tony Hadley of Spandau Ballet. It's a close run thing. Right, okay. Because Hadley has got quite a big cock. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty he's he's pretty he's well known for his big cock. Oh in right. New I, Roman- didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. He had the biggest cock in New Romance. Wow. Yeah. You could probably put I reckon you could put Rhodes, both the Kemps, Norman, <laughs> all three of the Taylors. And Le Bon end to end, and they'd still only be just about as big as Hadley's cock. Fair play, but they all have micro penises. Ah, um, so I would say it's a very close run thing. But if push come to shove, I think Hadley's next. Okay, he's got quite a long cock. Right, yeah. What's going on behind that red cock piece of Larry Blackman? It's curled up like a Danish pastry. <laughs> it's the only way you can fit it in the cob piece. Sure. If he gets aroused, that shoots off and someone loses an eye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. All right. Might read my quiz next month. <clears throat> okay. Big boy, Larry, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. When we boy. saw him, he was a big, yeah, big boy, he wasn't was. he? Unit. That was great seeing Camp. We saw Cameo at the Jazz Cafe, but what, five, six years ago? I bet it was longer than that. It might have been. Yeah. Good though, wasn't it? Fucking brilliant. Fucking great that was. Uh, Barham introduced us to Cameo, didn't he? We might have heard word up. Yeah. Uh, Single life. But but it was a Barham's bedroom thing, wasn't it? Our mate Gal. Yeah, it was a Barham bedroom classic. But I think it was passed down from his older brother. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think Stu Barham was like a, a proper 80s soul boy, wasn't he? Yeah. And Because uh, when and I yeah. used to go in the record fairs, I'd always pick up cameo records for mm. Barham. Got loads of good songs, cameo. Yeah, they haven't they? Don't be lonely. Um, right, television. You got anything? You haven't asked me if I've finished music yet. I think I have twice. 
Hey, you ain't. Are you right? You finished music? Uh, no, I was just wanted to just a little rundown of the rest of the charts. All right, let's do that. Uh, 24, Tracy Young. Uh, and 25, uh, Bruce Foxton. Have you listened to that? Shit. It's really bad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, both riding off the Willow Wave, aren't they? Yeah. Tracy's from Southend. Oh, really? Yeah. She, I think she worked on BBC Essex until recently. Oh, right. She might still do that. Yeah, she's in Pretty Southend. Pretty poxy fucking effort, though, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, Tracy. Um, <laughs> oh, there's some fucking bad records. Uh, like, have you have you, have you you got Love Blonde by Kim Wilde in the charts? Yeah, what's that? Uh, do you know what? I'd never heard of it. I thought I'd quite a decent Kim Wilde knowledge, but I'd never heard of it. Went and uh, had a little look on YouTube. It's fucking... It's as waft as the title suggests. Just like... Did you go and watch Wild? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was it? Tidy. Yeah, it was brilliant. Done all the hits. How many good songs has she got? Um, I mean, but it depends whether you go like all right ones or like really top draw. Right. Kids in America. Yeah. Checkered Love. How's that going? It's got that fast kind of 80s thing going on. It's really good. What else? Uh, Cambodia. That's not very good. It's like bad ABBA, isn't it? Yeah. There was a lot of bad ABBA around. Yeah. Um, you came. You came. What was the one she done with Junior? Another step closer. Another step closer. Yeah, that's not very good. Um, you'd like you came if you heard it now. Keep me hanging on. That was a big hit, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, there was more. There was more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Go and see Kim Wilde. I don't want to go and see Kim Wilde. Who'd you rather go and see, Kim Wilde or Toya? They're out, aren't they? They're out on tour, aren't they, Toya and Fripp? Did we talk about this? Yeah, I'd go and watch Toya's. <laughs> Is he allowed to have a wank on stage? It's like smoking. Are you allowed to do it on He's stage? He's got one privilege. <laughs> He's got one privilege. Anyone else can. Oh, really? Yeah, anyone else can go on stage and do that. But in regards to going off up there... Mm. Do you think he spunks inside her yeah. every night? <sighs> it's no. like a dog marking his territory. He can't, though, can he? Because if he spunks inside Toya every night on their tour, yeah. that would leave a lot of dissatisfied people in the audience. Or is that what they want? I think I think he just Lay thinks... clap when he pops his load. I think so. And like, I think he's just like, I'm going to go over, I'm going to go off over them tits tonight. I'm going to go off over them. But, but it's like, he knows he's got Fripp's privilege that no one else has got. <laughs> and I think he's just thinking titties, 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 he's a muff and he just goes off. Ah. Uh, he can't help it. Well, he wants to whip it out. But he, he knows that he's in a privileged position where no one else is. Yeah. So he just goes off deep. <laughs> his body arches backwards, he bites his bottom lip and he empties his load into the toilet. On tour at the moment, if you need, <laughs> if you want to go and get tickets, you're looking aroused. <laughs> finish, with, finish with music. Um, now I did have a little look outside, um, outside the top forty. Oh, actually, "Come Dancing" by the Kinks was number twenty nine, which I really like. Yeah, really like that. Yeah, bit eighties as well. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's eighties Kinks, and it? it's yeah. a proper slice of nostalgia about how good things were for. All the fucking cunts knocked them down and made car parks out of everything. Um, well, if you want to talk about Grandad, uh, number number fifty five, Stray Cats. What is it, Runaway Boys? 
No, she's sexy and 17. That's bad, isn't it? I mean, it's barely legal. <laughs> In at 57. Oh, what you got? Blue Monday by New Order. What? A re entry? Must be, mustn't it? Well, we spoke about Blue Monday on here. Loads of times. Have All we? the time, yeah. Hmm. All right. Must have just come back in. Good. Um, and uh, very finally, uh, in at number 68, tonight I celebrate my love for you, Roberta Flack and Pedo Bryson. <laughs> you made a note for that. Yeah. I just saw it today and I thought, how come no one's ever called him that? <laughs> Tonight, I celebrate my love to you. It's fucking dross, that, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking it's a very fine line, isn't it, with them 80s duets? Yeah. They're normally shit, though. Yeah, that, that one's not good. Did you listen to Johnny Friendly by the Joe Boxers at 67? Oh, no, I didn't, did you? Yeah, it's not very good. Oh, really? No. Uh, right. Okay. We done with music? Yep. Right. Television. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that new. Um, C-Fax. I've no idea the history Start of, your of day C-Fax. with half hour of new sport, weather and travel available to all viewers, whether or not they have teletext sets. Can you remember when CFAX came out, it feeling like it was really futuristic? Yeah, now you say that. Yeah, I can. But it was just like, it was like the early computer graphics of the Atari, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fucking rubbish. And like, can you remember like people trying to book holidays on CFAX? Yeah. I booked an holiday on CFAX one time. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. But like, when would it have been? Like, early 90s? Where did you book an holiday in the early 90s? I went to Malta. Stop making this up. Well, it's true. You went to Malta in yeah. the early... No- I don't remember this. Book an holiday on C-Fax. You didn't go abroad. Yes, I did. Fucking see who, who with? My girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Stop going on holiday with girlfriends in the you, early you 90s. You hated me having sex abroad, didn't you? <laughs> Anything where I went somewhere nice and got my end away, you resented it. <laughs> you sat there in your bedroom with R.E.M. on having a wank. <laughs> You're in motor having it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. hell. Um, then it's breakfast time. Uh, Frank Boff and Selena Scott are the breakfast time hosts. Um, who's on there today? Let's have a little look. Uh, Get Britain Fit with Dinah Moran. Uh, and then your stars with Russell Grant. What year oh, did it Sport all... with David Icke. Whether oh. with Francis Wilson. That's a trustworthy bunch, isn't it? David Icke, Russell Grant, Frank Boff. <laughs> uh, I mean, David Icke. Uh, I'm, let's not open that can of worms. But yeah, but. Uh, well, he's opened the can of worms. Do you know what? Like. That first time he went on Mogan and Mogan ripped him, go and watch it when he went back on the second time. Mogan's took a big old backward step and he's been very, very nice to him 
Like, yeah, they were cunt. They, he was a cunt that first time. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, it was quite weird though, wasn't it? At the time, uh, in the eighties, it would have been like bananas. Nowadays, it's just a fucking switched-on whistleblower. Yeah, but uh, Francis Wilson lives up the road to us, doesn't he? Yeah, my my mum's mate's married to him. Oh, really? <laughs> He's handsome, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you think he makes love, Francis Wilson? What, to my mum's mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. How old's Francis Wilson there? Don't know, like 70, 60s. Any, everyone from the 80s is in their 60s, isn't they? Because uh, I bought this job lot of old autographs off eBay. Oh, he's on your wall, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, in amongst the Rolf Harris's and the Larry Grayson's, there was a, a autograph from Francis Wilson, and there was a letter with it to... I couldn't work out whether it was an old lady or a young girl was collecting all these autographs, so I bought a job lot uh, off eBay. And uh, I said to my mum, oh, I said, I, I got all these autographs off eBay. I said, Francis's autograph was in there, like autograph picture. And she went, oh, was it? I said, yeah, because he's her, her mate. Mm. I said, yeah, there's this letter with it, like just really inappropriate letter he'd written this 12-year-old girl, like asking for pictures of her. <laughs> and my mum went, no! <laughs> uh, no, it weren't. It was perfect. It was perfectly, like, all, everything above bold. I think, you know, Bob, Bob had it covered there, didn't he? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, uh, Wilson's seventy-one. Oh, is he? Yeah. Huh. So re- remind me, because I'm sure you spoke about Boff on here before. Didn't he do something with electrodes on his nuts or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, everything on his nuts that he could have. <laughs> it was all about his nuts. <laughs> he just had the fucking. He liked his nuts squashed. Uh. Chocolate sauce. Burnt. Hundreds and thousands. Yeah. Got it all just thrown on his nuts. Fried an egg on his nuts. <laughs> Everything he liked and pinched and grated and squashed. Everything like everything you wouldn't want to happen to your nuts, he liked. With a name like Frank, it should have he should have just wanted the Frank Frank have a wank, but he didn't, yeah, did he? It's no. not enough for him. No. But his 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 name became rhyming slang for, for leaving somewhere, didn't it? Yeah. Frank Boff. Rest in peace. He has popped off now, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Um but the legacy of him just liking his nuts hurt lives on. What do you reckon uh, Russell Grant's uh, dinkle looks like? Small. <laughs> Plump. Yeah. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> oh, he's annoying, isn't he? Yeah. Like, Tiny little dinkle. What, so what do you do then uh, for, for a living, Russell? Oh, just, just tell lies. <laughs> no. He's got a little knob and little nuts, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, He's uh, got a tiny little free card trick, like like if you put three Maltesers together. Yeah, that's what his cock and bollocks yeah. look like. They're yeah. all exactly the same size. Wow, 
people that wear zany jumpers generally have small cocks. Yeah. Or have something to hide. Have had a look at him? Oh, Brandriff. Oh. <laughs> uh, You've seen that clip of Brandriff and Gary Glitter? I'm going to have a little look now. There's a show on clip of Brandriff, Brandriff and Glitter. Hey, look, that's me. Uh, Jack and Ori with Tony Aitken, the egg box Bronton and Boring. Right, 9.40. The Amazing Adventures of Morph. Um, introduced by Tony Art. No. Right, okay. So, it, no, all right. right. Who Look. do you think's more likely? Hart or Brandriff? I'm not saying Hart's done anything. All I'm saying, Hart's, Hart's had a night out at a lemon party, right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's had a big Friday night out. And he's just come back, and he's, you know, he's just had a little fucking mess around with his... Who's he lemon partying with? Johnny Morris. Uncle Albert. (laughs) (laughs) Granddad. (laughs) (laughs) George from George and Mildred. (laughs) Did you meet Granddad from Falls and Horses or Clive Dunn? (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) Oh, dear. Dear, oh dear, lemon party. Fucking hell, the first time someone went, you know, lemon party. So I was like, nah, have a little Google of that. Oh dear. That's what, what that, that picture of Captain Tom sat in his chair with Russ Abbott and Cliff Richard behind him just looked like a fucking weird lemon party. Why well, have I never seen that? I don't want to. Like... Someone, <laughs> someone photoshopped a lazy nut hanging out Captain Tom's <laughs> Very disrespectful, but really funny. Uh, I remember thinking Morph was brilliant when I was really young, and then quite quickly realising it was really boring. Yeah, but you thought everything was boring. It was all right, Morph. Morph was all right. Chaz was a cunt. What one was Chaz? Like the kind of... Was he grey? Yeah. Who was Gillespie? What? If I made that up, I thought there was one called Gillespie. No, I thought it was just Morph and... Chaz. Hmm. Morph was just generally had the best of intentions, and Chaz was just like... I was like Morph, right? I had the best of intentions, and I went around just trying to do the right thing by the right people, right? And I had this mate with me that was bigger and louder and just couldn't keep his gob shut. and Who just was wa- that? And just wanted attention all the time. I didn't want attention. I didn't want people looking. No. No, no, you didn't. Like That's why you walked straight past that tannoy in Superdrug. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't right do you know what I think you give me a bad rap because I, di- I don't like people looking all the time I don't, I'm not one of them fucking people but if there's something I just want to see what would happen I just want to see what would happen I don't like it when people I don't do it so people will look but I just want to see what would happen and often that ends up with people looking yeah. That's a byproduct of wanting to see what would happen. Is this a really? What I'm saying is you're a show off. No, I'm saying there's a lot of difference between us, right? Because I'm more of a sort of situationist, dada <laughs> artist, and you're an attention-seeking prick. <laughs> and you confuse the two things sometimes and lump us together. Yeah. Good and I can see why people might think that on the surface things. Yeah. But I'm glad that I'm glad you give me the platform no. to explain it without mentioning my Pierre Cardine shoes <laughs> in between it. 
glad that you've explained that there's levels to this. Oh, fucking hell. Speaking of morph, I remember you had like, you had like a, a modelling clay called Pongo. Can you remember? I, th- I vaguely remember. Now you've mentioned it, I wouldn't have remembered Because that. I remember we was about 12 and I said, what would you do if your willy fell off? And you said you'd make one out of Pongo. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you worried about your willy falling off? I think I said I'd buy a saveloid. <laughs> you literally sat it's like you're giving it some fall and you'd add enough pongo, you know, at, at your it was disposal. Pink, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of flesh coloured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a kind of firmer than, than plasticine and play doh, yeah. wasn't it? It was a modelling clay. Yeah. Yeah. Shiny and pink. What was you making with that? Probably cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had one ready for when it fell off. <laughs> if someone gave you a little bit of plasticine now, how long would it take before you made a little cock and bollocks? I'd have done it before you finished that sentence. <clears throat> I used to make them out of blue tack when I was working for the council and just like stick up my computer. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, Scrappy-Doo and Scooby-Doo was on. You're going to call Scrappy-Doo a cunt? Uh, oh, he was a total cunt, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, oh, the Red Ang Gang was on. I don't remember anything about the Red Ang Gang apart from that thing at school where people would go, do you want to join the Red Ang Gang? And then they'd just slap you really hard. Do you not remember the opening credits? No. ba la 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 Fucking excellent. No. What was what was the Red Ang Gang? Like an American bunch of kids and yeah. they'd like solve crimes. Oh really? And like, yeah, it's really fucking good. It was only on like every once in a while and it was like I was Like a cool famous five. Yeah, yeah, because like, things like that were shit. They were really British and were just fucking like Yeah, just all stuck in the past with steam trains and Yeah, like and it, this was just like kids on BMXs and stuff. And oh, it was really? just fucking excellent, yeah. Yeah, Red Hand Gang. Uh, what else have I got for telly? What have you got for telly? Well, I've I've just got some TV landmarks. Oh? Uh, after 14 years on the air, uh, the final edition of Nationwide is broadcast on BBC One. That was Frank Boff. They probably got wind of what he was up to, hadn't they? Anything else? Uh, <laughs> uh, what did he do? Did he just go to like, a no, sex d- dungeon and put his bollocks? Yeah, he went to sex dungeon and just got him to like, put all his stuff on his bollocks. But, like, I sort of think, you know, if if you're going to be front in a BBC programme, you probably can't go to sex dungeons and put all stuff on your bollocks. You can do it at home. Yeah. Fill your boots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 29th of August. Yeah, it was cocaine and lookers, wasn't it, and, and stuff on his bollocks. Um, 29th of August, the game show Blockbusters is launched. Uh, presented by Bob Holness and features sixth form students as contestants. I had a Blockbusters book. Oh, did you? And you could do like little like questions and gold runs and that. Yeah. I always remember like thinking I'd be all right at Blockbusters. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no general knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like... Was it easier, the questions if they... Because it was like two against one, wasn't it? Yeah, but if you were two, you had to go on a longer run across, uh, didn't you? And if you yeah, was one, you had to go yeah, down, is yeah, that right? Yeah. Yeah. You would not have been all right on Blockbusters. You might have been if you'd gone on with me. 
if I'd, you have, ca- I'd have carried you. If you think you... What what 80s quiz show do you think you would have done the best at? Mm. Family fortunes. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. Uh, I'd have been all right. It's a knockout. Really? Yeah. Uh, you're too tall. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like other people have to wear their massive suits that make them about six foot four, but I was like that anyway. <laughs> right, okay. What do you reckon you'd have been best at? Gladiators. <laughs> what? You ain't on. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have fucking seen Wolf and just fucking shit your shorts, but you wouldn't have had any pants on, so it would have just fallen out of the legs. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Um, 16th of August, ITV broadcast Wooden Top as part of its storyboard series. you know about that? No, what's that? Well, let me just tell you. It would later be turned into a series and renamed The Bill. Commencing on 16th of October 1984 and lasting until 31st of August 2010. I don't think I missed one episode of that between 16th of October 1984 and about 2003. You loved the bill, didn't you? I did love the bill. Who was your favourite plod? Carver. The 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 bit when Carver got picked. Who was Carver? Carver was Mark Wingate. Wing yeah, who in Quadrophenia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um he became an alcoholic and he fell off the wagon. And when he fell off the wagon, it was just the best fuck. It was the best episode ever. He like tackled these armed robbers because he was pissed. Went rogue. Yeah, he, he went completely rogue, and then he ended up. As I mean, I, I have very fucking sketchy memory generally, but he ended up back in his flat with uh, with this bird, and woke up next to a dead body. Yeah, it like really it all went really sour for him. But that was the best. That was the best bit of the bill when Carver fell off the wagon. I think. There was, there was loads of good uh, fucking when uh, Don Beach and John Bolton were having their beef. That was all really good TV. Who were they? Don Beach was Billy Murray, right? You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And John Bolton was just like some ginger officious bloke. But I think Beach ended up. Sorry, <coughs> to do, do a plot spoiler for anyone that's watching it on Gold. But um, but yeah, Beach offed him. He offed Bolton in the end because he was a bent copper. He had to off Bolton because Bolton was going to sing like a canary and let him know what Beach was up to. So he ended up off in Bolton. And that's when you knew, like... Because Beach, you kind of... He was dodgy, but you sort of rooted for him. But when he off Bolton, you're like, oh, fucking hell, he's crossed the line now. Yeah, I, I, I did really like it. But it was just like... Yeah, I... No, the idea of getting... The, the idea of getting tied down to watching something that's on three times a week, you might as well just be watching Coronation Street or something. It's fucking ridiculous. And then I went on holiday and I, and I set my, probably to Malta to have it off, but I set my, <laughs> I, set, I, set my I set my video to record the, to record the bill and, and I'd set it wrong and it didn't record the bill. And I got home and it hadn't recorded the bill and I'd missed an episode, so it was fine. The spell was broken. Mental that, isn't it? But I, I literally didn't miss an I didn't miss an episode for like definitely over ten years. But I couldn't have been in all them times because we was always out of gigs and stuff. Yeah. So I must have just videoed it and watched it the next day. Videoed the bill. I know. It's pathetic, isn't it? it really is. Uh I've just pulled up Saturday night telly for the middle of uh, August. Gotta be good. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. So um much like last month. 
Sesame Street, uh, Saturday morning, uh, and then World of Sport. And then anyway, so World of Sport would finish, you know, but fucking, it was on for five hours, World of Sport. Dickie Davis was a busy boy, wasn't he? Yeah. He that, croaked, didn't he, a couple of months ago? Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Dickie of Davis, yeah. Um, seven, uh, 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 5.15, Smurfs, followed by um, Cat Weasel, followed by Happy Days, followed by Chips. Not a bad little run, is it? That doing it. Yeah. Happy Days was fucking brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked Happy Days. Was Was the Thons the coolest bloke in the 80s? I don't think anyone got close. He weren't the artist, was he? No. No. Was there anyone cooler? I don't think there was. Because even, like, the people that you thought were really cool, like, in hindsight, like, you look back at them and they've all got flaws. Mm. Fonz ain't. No. To this day, still fucking... Henry Winkler, what a fucking dude. Do you reckon Fonz had it off more than Lee Antonio? Hmm. Did Fonz make love? I don't... I don't think he was a fanny rat. I don't think he, like... Because he, he wouldn't have had to. You see him, like, he walks in, clicks his fingers in owls. Jukebox starts. And, like, jukebox starts and, like, you know, eight women are just clinging on him. And, like, I, I don't think he was a disrespectful lover. I think he would yeah. have satisfied them all. I reckon he got home, <clears throat> clicked his fingers, his trousers dropped down... <laughs> got an hard on already. Clicks his fingers. Her bomb doors pop open. Yep. E. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's a queue and he ain't got time, like, you know, if uh, if Marion's making a roast and he's got to get a wriggle on, he's got one on each thumb as well. <laughs> not Not in a limb fair club way. All above age. <laughs> oh, dear. Not even barely legal. Chips. Like 18 and up. It's on at 6.30. Uh, John and Punch. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's all I've got on that channel. Uh, on oh, fucking... Uh, oh, if, imagine if Fonz was a nonce. John Craven's news Ruin the 80s, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you look at, like, Harris, I mean, that was a tough one to swallow, wasn't it? yeah. For them, it was. Well, but you know what I mean. We, You know, everybody, he was a bit of a national treasure, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he seemed like a good bloke. Yeah. Fooled us all, mate. Only fooled us all. Only fooled what? <laughs> um, I, I did see that uh, Ian Watkins got uh, served up this week. He did, didn't he? Mm. The step's going to be all right with their tour, will they it? They played at... Um, uh, I think they played at, was it Brighton Pride at the weekend? So oh, he someone... must have turned around a quick recovery. So fair play, mate. Yeah. Fair play. Like... If you can carry on after being stabbed in the neck, fair play. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, John Craven's news round. Most, one of the most boring people in the 80s? Yeah. You'd just zone out, wouldn't you? Yeah. But why are they telling kids news? No kids need the news. What kids need to do is watch the Red Hand Gang and the Smurfs. They don't want to know about... It. You want even proper news. Like, what What would have been good if Craven would have just come on and gone, right, it's five past five, everybody. Um, you've got Grandjewel next. Enjoy that. But then at 5.35, you've got Rolf's Cartoon Club. Don't watch that, kids. 
Like, because he, he should have just been a fucking... He should have, like... He had a job as a newsreader to flag these fucking things. Oh, did, did Craven know? About Jim? No, I don't think... Did Craven know about Jim? No, he didn't, did he? Craven didn't know. He'd have reported it on his news round. <laughs> was Craven turning a blind eye? Don't know. Maybe he was. Perhaps he was part of the BBC thing of, like, just all turning a blind eye and just preparing everyone for country file about 20 years later. Who was the most boring person on the BBC? The news was just boring, though, when you were a kid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Our Blue Peter presenters were boring. Did you like any Blue Peter presenters? Um, Apart from the ladies. Oh, no. <laughs> Simon Groom. Oh. Um, that's a name you shouldn't have if you're presenting the kids' programme. With hindsight, there's <laughs> a red flag. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right, you got anything else for telly? Uh, oh, The Perishers was on. Leonard Rossiter uh, was, uh, would narrate uh, Boot on that. Oh, I didn't know that. I used to like the Perish. Was Perishers in the Daily Mirror? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. granddad used to get in the Mirror, so he, he would save me all the cartoons and I'd read them around there on a Sunday. <clears throat> Handicap. Simple times, aren't they? Yeah. Would uh, never happen now, people tearing things out of a newspaper to keep for someone else. Yeah, yeah it, it wouldn't. It would just share you a link now, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, I've got a game. Have you? What mm. is it? <laughs> it's a new game. <laughs> it's called Finger Bob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've picked four uh, bobs from the 80s. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Just this one time then. <laughs> and I want to know how 80s they were. Um, so they're having a kiss and a cuddle. And I want to know, would they finger them or would they just go straight to the A? Just straight in the minge, like with, with the dinkle. Oh. Or are they getting their fingers involved? Right, okay. So this is finger bob, all right? First bob you've got. Um, bob Carroll G's. Oh, Bob Carroll G's. <clears throat> now he's got one hand in the dog puppet. And I believe uh, a false arm. Yeah. Cradling that dog. And women aren't going to be interested in him unless he's got the dog puppet on his other... Now, I think he doesn't finger him. I think what Bob Carroll G's does is he uses his free hand to open a can of chum. He scoops some up, smears it up a snatch, spit licks it out, and then he sticks his cock straight in. Dirty fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, 80s artist, Bob Ross. Big hair. Mm. Beard? Might have had. Carry on, I'm going to have a look. He feels like he should have had a beard. Yeah, a lot of hair. Yeah. Lot of hair. I can't carry on till I know whether he's got a beard because that is integral in what I'm going to say next. His beard is just part of his hair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, his head... He's 85% hair. Yeah. like It's like Leo Sayer yeah. with a beard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Bob Ross, he appears like a perfect gentleman. He's a very, very gentle man. Gentleman. He's an artist. He's, he's an artist. Soul. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think he would use his fingers uh, to pleasure a lady's vagina or indeed make it ready for the entrance of his penis. Okay. I think he'd use uh, the end of a paintbrush. Feels a little aggressive. It's quite a big brush, so it's quite a round end on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like one of them little ones. He's not just like... Yeah. Stabbing away at like the Yorkshire Ripper with one of his sharpened screwdrivers. He's working it in. <laughs> working it in. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's just work- he's working it in gently in an artistic way. Yep. It all feels completely natural. He's showing her pictures of landscapes and stuff. Yep. She's just in the moment. She's got a long lacy dress on that yep. she's just hitched up around her waist. Bob gently works his paintbrush into her, um, and then when she's ready, Bob's your uncle. Congratulations. I knew he'd be a good guy. Uh, Bobby Ball. Oh. Quite a small man, Bobby Ball. Quite a small cock. Angry little man. (laughs) I think he was an angry, bitter little man. Yeah. Funny guy, though. Yep. Braces. Yep. Little moustache. I think Bobby Ball's... uh, Plan of advancement on a lady mm. uh, backstage. Right. They had separate dressing rooms towards the end, Cannon and Bob. Right. They weren't getting along. So he'd get a lady back to his dressing room. No trouble because he's the little funny one. He'd yeah. charm them with his humour. He'd get them backstage and he'd want to seal the deal there in the dressing room. So he'd put a chair up on the knob of the door so that she couldn't get Tommy out. Tommy couldn't get in. And Tommy couldn't get in. Yeah. Um, and he'd charm her. He'd charm her with, with his humour. Yeah. Um, and that would usually work, uh, at which point he'd cram a couple of his sweaty little digits in. Right. Um, but then he'd be regretting doing that because two digits were wider than his cock. Oh, he's, he's over-fucking-played it. Yeah, so what he'd do is he'd stuff his bollocks in the johnny as well and just <laughs> cram the whole lot in. Bobby's balls. Yeah, Bobby's balls. Yeah. Uh, he'd snap her knickers to one side, like his braces. Yeah. Say, rock on, Tommy. Bosh. And there you go, Bosh. And lastly, Bob Holness. So Bob Holness, before Blockbusters, was famous for playing the sax solo on Baker Street. That's correct. So what he would like to do is he would like to toot his horn up a lady's snatch. <laughs> um, so he'd take his saxophone out of the case he'd uh, put it together put the reeds in uh, and he'd put a lady's pants to one side and he'd try and get her to queef into the saxophone so that the reed would vibrate enough to get a tune out of it uh, and what he'd be doing all the time he'd be using his fingers he had slender hands Bob Holness yeah. uh, one of them withered uh, <laughs> and he'd be rubbing them all around a clip box and that in an effort to get her to queef out the tune to Baker Street. Back next month with more finger, Bob. Probably won't. I think that's all the Bob's from the 80s. Um, Bob Hoskins? I did remove Hoskins earlier, because we oh, did, did use you? Hoskins on one of the other ones, I think, on Upstairs Downstairs. Oh. Bob Marley. Uh, there you go. There's another... There's another... More, more finger, Bob, next month. <laughs> 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 Bobby Brown? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get into that, though. No. <laughs> Was there any more bobs? Well, I think that might have been it. News. 
Um, what happened in the news this month? Still thinking the bobs. Oh yeah. Yeah, got to be. It's got to be some more bobs from the eighties. Well, I'll tell you what, um, listeners. Uh, Was there any footballers called Bob? People are screaming at their phone at the moment, aren't they? The other Bobs. Bobby Charlton. Bobby Moore. <laughs> Whispering Bob Harris. <laughs> <laughs> he was a fanny whisperer, wasn't he? Whispering yeah. Bob Harris. Yeah, it's a skill, that is. Yeah. It's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, let's uh, pull up news. Right, okay. What have we got here? The new A prefix car registration plates are launched. That was a moment, wasn't it? Yeah. When they went from Y yeah. round to A on the other end of the number plate. Yeah. So how old was we? So we was well too old to be shouting E-reg at cars, weren't we? Yes. So we would be, how old would we, would we have been now? Like 12? Yeah. In 1983? Yeah. No, I would have been 10. Oh, no, I'd have been, yeah, I'd have been, yeah, I, I would have been 10 at this moment and just about to turn 11. Yeah. So maybe we was 12 when we were shouting E-Reg. Hold on. B, C, D, E. <laughs> <laughs> Too old. We couldn't have been 15. Get yourself a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, me and Roy are going to shout at cars. <laughs> How old were we when we were shouting Skoda? Like, probably 16. Oh, no, it was about... Barham's mum had a Skoda, so that would have been like 15 or something, yeah. wouldn't it? E-Reg Skoda. Skoda! E-Reg! <laughs> it was... Barham had an E-Reg Skoda, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, E-Reg! Like, what? E-Reg would definitely be in Trump or Skoda. Yeah. E-Reg! Skoda! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We always shouted, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Billy Joel released uh, the album uh, "Innocent Man." Oh yeah. Why? Why was it? Why would he call it that? What's he hiding? Yeah, what are you hiding? Maybe don't tell her about it. Yeah. Like, I am an innocent man. No one said you weren't, Billy. Yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye on him. <laughs> uh, it will come out eventually. It yeah. floats to the surface, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, I was just thinking that like, I wanted to sort of thumb in some, some talk of... of, uh, of <laughs> thumb in. Uh, <laughs> of Pat Roach. And so I've got no way of talking about him other than, uh, you know, I'm looking at these things which is like, on this day in history, right? So yeah. in 1983, right, how do you think a day at Pat's yard would go? Like, how do you think, like, Pat gets out of bed? How, how, let's talk about a day in the life of Pat Roach in 1983. Right. Um, what, just a normal weekday? Yep, normal, it's Monday. Well, he ain't got any wrestling until the weekend, has he? No, he's got. He, he done a little private job uh, on the Sunday. Like, yeah. a couple of mates nicked a few motors and he scrapped them on the quiet. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want to do that, but it was a bit of cash in hand because obviously he's, he was knackered from the wrestling. But yeah. it's Monday, it's another week, and, uh, you know, he's down there opening up the scrapyard. But, yeah, Pat opens his eyes in bed in the morning. How's, how's that day pan out? Uh, Pat opens his eyes at half seven. Uh, <laughs> Nudge his Doreen awake. Yeah. Going to get the breakfast on, Gil. Yeah. Uh, Doreen goes down half asleep in her nighty. Yeah. Uh, makes him full English. Yeah. 
<laughs> he died of an heart attack, didn't he? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're looking Guess at Guesswork. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, full English every day. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, back your hand. He never had to. No. He, and he, he would never he would never hit a woman. No. But he did get a full English every day, so we never knew what he was actually capable of. He worked hard. Yeah. He worked hard. If you're going out every day, like, she wanted him to have a good breakfast. He's at that scrapyard from half past eight yep. through till half past five yeah. every night. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, full English, uh, cup of tea, another cup of tea. He's out the door, down at the scrapyard. Uh, still got the few bits hanging around from the Sunday job, so yeah, just yeah, like yeah. odds them for the law turn up. Yeah. Um, yeah, pe- people come in. What's like, he wearing? Uh, leotard. Driven now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cortina. Yeah. Second hand. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon Roach listens to? Rock. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, more than a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bartman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Main- yeah. Mainstream rock. Yeah. 2468 Motorway. Dan yeah. Hartman. That sort of stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Gets to the yard. Has he got anyone working with him, or does he work it alone? No, no, he's he's, he's got a lad. Yeah, he's got. A... <laughs> okay, he's mate's son. Yeah, uh, done a bit of breaking and entry, and got in a bit of trouble with the law, yeah. so he sent him to Pat to look after him. Yeah, he's a useless cunt, but Pat's trying to straighten him out, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big, he's a big lump, the kid. Yeah, big lump. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Pat's trying to. So there's him and the lad both in their leotards. <laughs> Pat's come loose, the lad don't want to mention it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not for him to say. That's 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 Doreen. She yeah. she she's comfortable going, Pat. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 He ain't shy. He ain't offended by it. No, no, he he ain't he ain't worried. Comes with the territory. Yeah, and to be honest, there's so many pubes you might not even notice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's he have for lunch? Uh, cafe. Right. Down yeah. the calf. Fry up. Okay. Back back to the yard for the afternoon. Yeah, back to the yard, just stripping more shit out of scrap. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, some muppet comes in on a new alternator for his Capri. Pat sends him off with one that don't work. He don't <laughs> fucking know, does he? You ain't going to complain, are you? No. Who's going to take that back? <laughs> Wrap around your ear hole. Shuts up shop at R5. Yeah. Goes home. Dinner. <laughs> yeah. Bacon <and> eggs. <laughs> Fried bread. What's he watching of an evening? All feeders ain't pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world's, world's strongest man. <laughs> Bullseye. Yeah, he's a knockout. Yeah. <clears throat> Supper. <laughs> Banana. Does uh, does he have? Uh, does, do him and Dorian have it off in the week, or is it just a weekend relationship? Weekends, yeah, yeah. It's a relationship in the week, yeah, but it's only consummated on a Friday and Saturday night. Understandable, understandable. Okay, uh, you got any news? <laughs> uh, American rock singer David Crosby sentenced five years in Texas state prison on drug and weapons convictions. He don't look like someone that should have weapons, does he? No, he... He just looks like a bit of an old hippie, doesn't he? I think he was in a bit of a pickle at this point. Uh, It says on Wikipedia he ended up doing nine months. Uh, In 1985, so he must have gone like back and forwards with lawyers and stuff. Done nine months in 1985, come out, got arrested shortly after running, some poor cunt over when he was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking that damn fucking... Patch yard and he's trying to get that broken up. <laughs> I mean, what weapons? What weapons did you want in the eighties? Catapult, Black Widow catapult, pen knife, flick comb, Swiss Army knife. Yep. Uh, and towards the end of the eighties, um, what I would have really liked was like a working air pistol. <laughs> <laughs> which I did have for a few months until you told me you could fix it by taking it apart and then put it back together with two screws missing and it never worked again. How did you have a gun? Um, I, thought, I, I, I would assume I either swapped it yeah. or my old man got it. You don't, I mean, you do get youngsters going around tooled up now, but like back then you weren't carrying a, a gat gun around to like, Scare anyone, was you? No, just kept it at home and sh- like shot cans and stuff yeah. in the back garden. Like, it was fucking brilliant, air rifles and stuff. Uh, where else you got for news? Anything? Um, it was the... These are... Oh, these are also... Oh, no, hold on. 
a coup d'etat in Guatemala. Some people took over. Right. Like, why don't we have a coup? There's never been a coup in England, has there? It's, it's a lot of hard work, isn't it, for people? Someone should have a coup here. That's what people say. He's like, yeah, we well, need a good old coup. Yeah, but then why don't like, someone have a coup? Well, because they're going to go home and watch blockbusters and and. That's it, and it we're just we're just cosy enough to not have a coup, aren't we? Yeah, I'd love a fucking coup. <clears throat> Imagine how exciting it'd be if, like, you just turn on the TV and there was a coup happening, like all just fucking like people in army gear and stuff are taking over fucking the houses of parliament and and Downing Street. Be really fucking exciting. We need a coup. What would you wear? My camo jacket. Yep. Judas Priest hat. Yep. Pierre Cordes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, I've got them. Tw- I've got them like fucking fourteen old DMs, and I from still got them. Yeah, they're thirty years old. They're probably more than that, actually. They're, they're yeah. just in a garage in the um in a cu- in a cupboard in the garage. Yeah, put them on, boot someone in the head. I'd, I'd pull them out in case I needed to boot anyone in the head. <laughs> <laughs> they're so odd. They're like steel toe caps. <laughs> Fucking hell. What would you wear for a coup? Uh, would you get involved in the coup, or would you be like, hey, free TVs? Oh, I'd be well involved. I'd love a bit of that. Leotard. <laughs> <laughs> That's brave, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No one to fuck me, you. Nah, nah, absolutely. Like, leotard and docks. Mm. Like, I think, like, you'd have to be careful booting someone in here because you could come loose. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how much of a run-up you took. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, if you're going to do a coup, yeah, yeah, dress for the occasion. Leotard and balaclava. That's a fucking... That's a rapey combination. It's a statement, isn't it? It is. Would you fuck with anyone in a leotard and a balaclava? No. No, you wouldn't, would you? I would avoid at all costs. There you go. Yeah. I'd just walk straight in the Houses of Parliament. Especially if they had their cock sticking out the side of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear! Right. Uh, oh, Joey Ramone has to have brain surgery after getting duffed up. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Seemed like a really nice person. Why someone duff him up then? I think he was just getting a bit lippy. Don't know. A few to drink. Might have done. Sport. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Druce, age eleven, <clears throat> becomes the youngest woman to swim the channel. Show off. I don't like her already. Do you know what? Like, that is exactly what I had in my mind, just thinking, 12. Stop showing off. Was she 11 or 12? Age 12 years. You said 11. No, I didn't. 12 years and uh, 119 days. Her parents made her do it. Yeah, 100%. Maybe she just wanted to get away from her parents. <laughs> yeah. She swam to France and they were waiting on the other side for her. Took her home again. <laughs> her dad was a pedo. Lewis, uh, um, Cole Lewis wins gold in the 100 metres. Yeah, he was he was fairly prevalent in the old sprint game, wasn't he, in the 80s? More people have been up Everest than have swum the channel. Yeah, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Soonest swam the channel, didn't he, last month? He did, yeah. How far do you reckon you could get? What? Swimming the channel. All the way. <laughs> I'll be, I could swim the channel. 
What? I reckon. I bet I'd get further than you. Oh, oh you wouldn't. Like you'd... no, you always give it the big all oh, the wild swimming and that. But you're always in a wetsuit, you cheating cunt. What are you wearing? Huh? Skins. <laughs> Speedos. Cover cover yourself in goose fat and just gonna fucking bomb it across the ocean. How small would you not be by the time you got to France? So fucking tiny. You wouldn't want to do that, though, would you? You wouldn't want to be wearing Speedos and get out the other side and all the press are there and you've just got a proper little fucking... No, you'd have to do George Michael, wouldn't you, and stick a shuttlecock down there. 100%. God, blimey, he's swung all that in cold yeah. water and he's still got a semi. Absolutely. Right, you got any sport? Um, Ed Moses sets the 400-metre hurdle record. Yeah. Remember Ed Moses? Of course. Like the American Wilbert Greaves, wasn't he? Uh, so... He was 400 meter hurdles. Yeah. Who beat that? I couldn't see any hurdlers apart from Ed Moses and Wilbert Groves. Uh, there were sprint hurdlers, weren't there? Colin Jackson. Hmm. It's uh, more recent now, wasn't he? Was he a, was he a 90s? He was, yeah. Uh, all right, well, look, we'll, uh, we'll finish with Paul Nubber, Paul and Snub. Uh, it's a simple game, this. Uh, I ask Cunt. Uh, to tell me what he thinks. The, these 480 celebrities get back to their hotel. Uh, are they going to go to bed and just snub the idea of watching porn? Or are they going to go for porn hub? So this game is called Porn Hub or Porn Snub. And your four celebrities are as follows. Ray Clements. Mm. I feel this could be dictated to by whether or not he had a win or he had a loss on the Saturday. Well, of course... A lot of our readers who follow football in the 80s will remember that when Ron Greenwood was England manager, he would alternate Shilton and Clements yeah. game game on game. Yeah. Um, when Clements was playing, uh, he would never, ever look at Pond before or after a game. He right. was too professional for that. Good, good but man. if he was sat on the bench, yeah. Shilton was in sticks. Yeah. He would be sat next to Corrigan. Right. And Corrigan... Big Joe, Big Joe. Yeah. Big Joe loved the grot. Did he? He couldn't leave it alone. He, right from when he was young and he found a load of wank mags in a bush, he just could not stop thinking about ladies' fannies and he had to see one every available opportunity. So, of course, when it became more more prevalent... Did ones 22 were they aware of Joe's issues? A few of them knew. A yeah. select few. Keegan, yeah. he was trusted into the circle. Um, but um, a lot of them, Ray Wilkins, they didn't know. Yeah. Um, Trevor Francis, first million-pound player, sadly deceased from us last month, mm. um, never knew. He died not knowing of Joe Corrigan's porn addiction. Um, but oh, Corrigan would... Happy Anderson. As the first black player to play for the England team... Uh, Viv Anderson broke a lot of barriers down uh, and he was party to the knowledge that Joe Corrigan was addicted to porn. I knew it, I knew it. Yeah, he carried that, he carried that with him, but he carried it with good grace. He did. Um, And because Corrigan was so addicted to porn and he would share a room with Clements on the days when uh, Shilton... Uh, was playing in goal because they knew with Shilton he was a loose cannon. Mm. Uh, if the England team lost with Shilton in sticks, um, he would ask for his wife to be taken to his room. Mm. 
And it was often a commotion to be heard from outside the door. And uh, Clements and uh, Corrigan would just block that out by just looking at some hardcore um, German pole. Very hairy. But that was the times. It was, it was. They'd never, never wank each other, though. They'd wank off side by side. Yeah, yeah. But not... Into an England sock. (laughs) (laughs) And no, never, ever put on a goalie glove and wank each other. Okay, okay. But those were the times. Maybe nowadays they would. Yeah, they they were, they were, you know, say, very, very different times. They were creatures of the age. They were, they were. Speaking, and we're gonna we're gonna stick with football on this one. Okay, uh, Terry Butcher. Oh, Terry Butcher often used to like to have a butcher's <laughs> at some Japanese porn. Oh, did he? Yeah, he didn't mind the pixelated muffs. Yeah, uh, because he liked the kind of squealing sound they made as they were kind of having a climax. Uh, he was a man of the world. Yeah, um, yeah, like a- Asian porn. Big fan of it. Wayne Sleep. I've just got to go back and say, Terry Butcher had a fairly big cock. Uh, quite a quite a long, wide shaft, tiny bollocks. Yeah. Um, belied a man of his size. Um, and uh, his cock is well known for having a bandage around the end with blood coming through it, where he'd wanked it so much over Asian Paul. Wayne Sleep. But they'll always be in England. Wayne Sleep. Mm. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep could be an ironic surname. Okay. Because when he got back after a show, sleep is something he didn't do. Oh, really? He would be browsing through the categories. Yep. What, what sort of categories is Wayne Sleep looking at? Ebony. Blokes. And he would look for the thickest, densest shaft that he could find. Big fella. Uh, Lot Wood sat on a bed. That's his dream fella. Uh, and yeah, he just watched that fella pleasuring himself. Yeah. Perhaps dipping it in another fella. Uh, and he would uh, send himself off to sleep, uh, just wanking gently and artistically. Sometimes he'd spunk, sometimes he wouldn't. He weren't bothered. He just liked wanking over black fellas. <laughs> Wayne Sleep. <laughs> Lastly, uh, Ian Beefy Botham. Beefy notoriously tweeted a picture of his cock mm. by mistake. Very sexual man. He was a very sexual man, but he wasn't that internet savvy. Right. Um, he wanted to go off a lot. He, he did want to go off a lot. And a lot of the times when he was doing one of his walks... Um, from Man's End to John O'Scroats, he'd he'd be on the lookout for uh, local women who were up for it, and they always were. Of course, it's beefy. Yeah, and so beefy would often be bonking so hard that he broke the bed, and he wouldn't need those internet platforms which showed pornography. Uh, But on the nights when he wasn't lucky enough uh, to pull a lady, rather than go on the internet, he'd buy brass. (laughs) <laughs> See you in September We a bit some fannies Remembering when we were young in the 80s